narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. The lovely Kamala Harris. <gasps> oh, my yeah. favorite thing. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Amazing. So, one okay, cat has a T-shirt, now, by probably, the way. If anyone you know, wants this T-shirt, <laughs> I want that. That's pretty awesome. Um, I'm mesmerized. Okay, so uh, I, I commissioned a piece that was written on my Prevail site this week by uh, an attorney and a social worker. It's the same person. She is an attorney and a social worker uh, named Lisa Marie Kerr, and. She wrote, uh, basically, the, the, the gist of the piece is uh, that per the Constitution, the vice president is also the president of the Senate. And therefore, in theory, and this happened prior to 1937 for a variety of reasons, the vice president has the power to go to the Senate and basically say, okay, I'm in charge now. Sit down, Mitch. Yes. And Mitch McConnell can't do a damn thing about it. Um, now, if I wrote something like that, I would I would put it up and then I would run away and be afraid to look at the responses. But uh, because Lisa Kerr is, a, is an attorney, she when I, anybody that that uh, argued against it, she tried to find uh, arguments for and I think was pretty successful doing so. And the analogy that that she used, not in the piece, but while talking about it, is that the the the, the very office of Senate Majority Leader is not in the Constitution. It's something that the Senate itself made up after. So the power in the that the Constitution gives to the Senate is given to the Vice President, who in turn cedes that power um, to the whoever the Senate decides is going to be the majority leader. And her analogy is Oops, uh, you sorry. can't have the, the water that's in the pitcher can't be bigger than the pitcher itself. So the Vice President is the pitcher, pours the water into this purple vessel that is Mitch McConnell. Right. So um, <laughs> basically what this means is, um, yeah. and again, it's not a power play as such. No. The reason I want to, I want to step back for a second before we go to the, to the, to the Kamala as superhero uh, visual. Mm. Okay. Mitch McConnell is, is not doing what historically has been done in this country for most of its, of its uh, operation. It's baked into the founding documents that we have two political parties and that they compromise. If you go back and you read the history of the United States, especially in the, the uh, early to mid 19th century, 1830s and 40s, 50s, there's all these compromises. There's a very big real rift because of slavery, which is awful, which the North does not want and the South wants to maintain. They don't want to break the union up and they keep compromising. There's the compromise of 1850s, the Missouri compromise. And if you go, the, the word compromise appears so many times in American history books, because that's what Congress did. They compromised and everybody walked away and they were all pissed off, which meant that the compromise worked <laughs> incrementally. That's the way our system is designed. I know, Bernie Sanders or somebody like that is never going to go there and wave his wand and we're all going to have free health care. Nobody's going to pay for this ever. It's not going to work. That's not how the, the system works. It's incremental and it's based on compromise. It's been that way for the entire history of the United States until about basically 20 years ago when McConnell took over 
during, especially, uh, it started with uh, Newt, actually, in, in Bill Clinton's time. But in the Senate, when McConnell took over during the Obama administration and said, fuck Obama, we're not going to do a damn thing. We're not voting on anything. We're not doing anything that that guy wants. We're just going to sit on it, right? He's an obstructionist. So the idea of GOP governor, it's just obstruction. There's no ideas. There's no debate. There's no compromise. There's just obstruction. If you have one political party that exists to just say, hey, you you guys that brought this idea up here, yeah, we're just going to ignore you. Fuck you. That's basically what they've been doing for the entire time Mitch McConnell has been in the Senate. Uh, I did I did a podcast yesterday on Stuttering John, and uh, Richard Ojeda was on. I, he has a podcast, too, and he pointed out on the thing, when Mitch McConnell, the Grim Reaper, takes all these bills and puts them away and says, we're not going to vote on this. The reason he doesn't isn't because he's afraid, uh, you know, the Republicans, he knows the Republicans aren't going to vote on it or aren't going to pass it. He's afraid that they are. They're bills that people want that he knows he can't justify. Why is there's a cybersecurity bill sitting on his desk? Why the ah. fuck aren't we voting on that, Mitch McConnell? That's right. There's a gerrymandering bill sitting on his desk. So if we bring these bills in, okay, and say, vote on this, every senator has to vote on it. There has to be a public record of them voting on it. Sometimes bills get changed. There's marks up in markup, right? There's compromise that takes place. Right now, none of that is happening because McConnell Nothing. has not allowed it to happen. He's just said, That's right. fuck you. We're not doing anything. Fuck you. That's McConnell. Uh, he's the just Senate having is only, Yeah, fuck it. The Senate, he's only yeah. been using the Senate for judges. That's it. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, he's, that's it. So it's this whole, you know. It's it's like, not Merrick Garland, though. No, so, not Merrick Garland. Yeah, so what your article what, suggests, like, though. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I would say Kamala this is Harris. what the article is saying. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Kamala Harris, Kamala in Harris. theory, on day one, could walk into the Senate Take the gavel from Mitch and say, sit down, purple hands. I'm speaking. And there's not a damn fucking thing he can do about it. And that's because and she she is, say, she's also the she president say, of the Senate. So as VP, any VP really has been the president of the Senate up until right. now, according to this is from your article, Article 1, Section 3, which also recognizes that the Senate can choose their other officers, including the majority and minority leaders. But Article 1, Section 3 does not give such other officers the vice president's power to preside, which includes the power to priority recognition. That is, allowing a senator to speak on the Senate floor and that to move a bill into debate. So it's really significant. Yes. Basically, Kamala is a superhero. She has superpowers as she heads into the next uh, next role of her life. As the president of the Senate, she can get stuff done yeah. that has not been done before. Now, why hasn't Lisa, anyone Lisa known this before? Out. Lisa pointed out also, she doesn't have to do it. She can just make it known that she can. Right. It's a nuclear option that she has, as Lisa put it, in her back pocket. She can go to Mitch and say, look, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to play really well on C-SPAN. It's going to be the most watched C-SPAN clip of all fucking time. Okay? So we can have that happen, or we're going to vote on the cybersecurity bill tomorrow. And we're going to vote on this, and you're going to confirm Doug Jones and fuck off. And, you know, and so it shall be. And then he so, just becomes a party leader, Mitch McConnell. He's not really in charge of the Senate. He's just the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. Yes, which which and there there may well wind up being more. And this doesn't mm. mean that the that the bills are going to pass. It just means yeah. that the obstruction can't yep. happen, which makes the That's goddamn right. government not even work better. It makes it work. Mm. We have not had a functional 
Congress or a functional or a functional executive branch for four years, really, because you need both houses to pass the bills. Right. And Mitch McConnell took power that really wasn't his and abused it. It's the vice president's power. He's been abusing it. This wouldn't be Kamala or any vice president coming in and taking power. It's like you've you're abusing a power that was just a gift to you. That's it. We just I just granted this to you for you to do it. And you've abused it. So you you lose your fucking toy, you bad purple handed monster. Right. You lose my uh, when my kids were in middle school, I used to I used to chaperone the. It wasn't a dance; it was like a night that they had there. And I I was in the gym, which was like two big basketball courts. So my job was to make sure that mostly it was like you know middle school boys didn't kill each other <laughs> while they were playing basketball. And there was always one kid that took the ball and wanted to play football with the basketball, right? So they were running around trying to tackle everybody. So inevitably invariably every time i did this i had to blow the whistle and scream really loud you know something like basketball only we're no football in here and scare them and make sure that everybody was actually playing basketball and that's what kamala would be she would be me saying we're gonna play basketball or we're gonna shut this down and then she, that's it right she doesn't have to actually do it now, you need a, we need you know you're not supposed to play football with a basketball that's right. not what you're supposed to yeah. do and that's what mitch is doing he's playing football with a basketball so no you want to jump in that there. guy well, I thought Greg looked familiar, and now that he mentions that previous <laughs> role, I know why. It's terrifying, <laughs> <But> really. <laughs> it's an excellent point that he makes, so and I'll funny. say one thing. You know, if the, if the GOP was in this position, they would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, okay. They would take right. that action, that's, and, and that's, and that's right. been the difference between these two parties. They know that we're the more refined party that wants to kind of stay with tradition. And they've been running roughshod over us. And it's time to do things exactly like that. Exactly like what what Greg wrote about in that fine piece. You know, we got to start playing hardball because they're going to keep playing hardball. Your Tom Cottons, your Mitch McConnells, these guys are going to do everything they can to cripple. They're already doing it. They're already trying to hobble Biden's administration before it begins. So they're going to be playing hardball. We need to play hardball, too. So why didn't we do this before? Why didn't like uh, Biden do it during uh, yeah, that's the Garland thing? I mean, why didn't? Yeah, well, she, Lisa Kerr talked about this, and I think mm. there's a couple reasons, specifically for the Merrick Garland thing. Mm. First of all, um, Obama might not have wanted to. He right. wasn't by nature aggressive in that way. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right. I look like I was frozen for a second. He isn't by nature. He's more conservative. It, it, not politically, but by nature, he's more conservative. Um, they might not have thought of it. it right. It's possible. It just never. It, they just didn't think of it. Or he. I, I think the real reason is that he thought, as we all thought, that Hillary would win, and it wasn't worth stirring up all the stuff for. So those are three possible mm. reasons. Interesting. Can you imagine the difference in the court? That would have been a significant difference if Mary Garland was sitting there right now. Uh, but and they're know, all. We can can I just make one point? They're <laughs> yes. all for Merrick Garland now as AG because they're terrified of Sally Yates. So now all of a sudden the GOP wants Merrick Garland. You know, it's why, just funny uh, that they'll. Why is Sally Yates being so uh, excluded from this? Why did she not make? Because the they final know she's going to go after them. Yeah. But she's being totally. Well, I don't know. Uh, she would have to recuse herself from yeah. some of the stuff. Some of the so stuff. I don't. Right. It might not be. Eh, I love. I think her. it's going to be Doug oh, Jones. I think it's going to be Doug Jones. That's my best. 
Might be. Yeah, Doug Jones be. went after the KKK very successfully. Mm-hmm. So again, this is about sort of like what is Biden looking at in terms of prioritizing. It, it's not that he's he'll get out of the way of the Justice Department, but he just knows what will be on the plate. What's the FBI going to dump and go, huh, here's our big threats that we haven't been able to get addressed because of this criminal presidency. And it could be this, uh, the radicalization of Americans into becoming neo-Nazis and domestic terrorists. It could be, or it could be, or it could be the threat from the Russians and in, uh, in the cyberspace. I mean, this hack, did you see this earlier on today from, this is the Microsoft president, um, you know, pretty much laying, laying, laying it out what, uh, let me just change the graphic here so you can read it properly, laying it out about what really is at stake with this latest hack. And it's a little terrifying, really. He goes on to say, it's a moment of reckoning. This is not espionage, espionage as usual, even in the digital age. Instead, it represents an act of recklessness that created a serious technological vulnerability for the U.S. and the world. In effect, this is not just an attack on specific targets, but on the trust and reliability of the world's critical infrastructure in order to advance one nation's intelligence agency. And he says the attack is still ongoing. I mean, the the big headline Uh. from his story is that we are not through this yet. You know, we are just seeing the start of it, really, potentially. It could be that these guys have just been sitting there looking for right now, you know, spying on people's emails and what. Who knows what they've got planned to do with all these backdoor vulnerabilities that they intend to or could intend to exploit in a couple of years into the Biden administration. And we don't know the capability that they have because we haven't been keeping up with them. That, to me, seems like a particularly frightening thing that's waiting for us as we as we head into the Biden administration. And it's even you know made even more frightening by the fact that he can't get any uh, Pentagon I'm talking about the Biden administration, can't get any Pentagon transition meetings going yet. They're refusing to have any meetings with the Biden transition team from the Pentagon, which has been newly installed with this crew of of Trump, you know, apologists, I don't know what you'd call them, spies, whoever, whoever these guys are, who are now running the Pentagon. I mean, this to me is, you know, is shaping up like a terrifying set of circumstances. We don't know yet what it will come to, but it is, it is frightening. There's no doubt about it. Terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying, and it's almost over. Mm. We just got to get there. Well, yeah. Well, we still have to. It's going to take years, they think, to actually clear up this mess, to actually clear up this vulnerability, to clean it up, to get all these institutions back to where they need to be. This is not going to be done quickly. And to the Microsoft's, um, you know, president's words, there maybe what we need is a is a global coalition, and let's see if the world steps up with the United States to insist on Russia backing down from all these cyber threats they, uh, that they keep pursuing. Because so far, we've not yet seen that broad coalition around the world standing up to Russia. And it would be great if they could find a single issue like this one to stand up to Russia and say, you know, we'll isolate you in the world if you continue to attack the systems that make our economies function. See, I think I, I, I think that's going to happen. I, I feel pretty. I actually feel optimistic about this, even as horrible as yeah. it is, mm-hmm. and as serious as it is. You know, Russia likes to think that it's this big player, but they're really not. We can, we can, you know, that's- we're way more powerful than they are. Okay, if we, if we want, if, if they piss us off enough, they are so fucked. It's, it's beyond. The, the the measure of fuckness can't be... Uh, but haven't they pissed know. us off enough already? I mean, we really... I've, no, no, well, no, not I in the highest... Yeah, they got their fucking I think they may have. 
Yeah. I think Putin has outlived. I think Putin went too far. Yeah, I think they know it. I think his power is on the wane in Russia. And I think their best bet, if I'm them going forward, is to get rid of that guy. Blame him. That's right. And just hope that they can, you know, magically reset. But they'll try the same old shit. So I, I, I think that and even the fact that we know about this now, a month before the transition is is sort of telling to me mm. the, the, these agencies, the Dutch agency, the Estonian agency, the Czech intelligence, they, they're good spy networks, right? They know this stuff. What they need is somebody strong in the United States. that's going to come in and have a mandate as soon as he starts to take it to them. This is like a reminder to everybody. It's like if like this is a long four season show and now suddenly we're reminded of something that happened like on the second episode of the first season. I forgot about the Russian hack episode. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Those we Russians we really don't like them. When Joe comes in and we start going after these guys, we're mad about it still. Yeah, because a lot of a lot has happened since then. So I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I just I'm not as pessimistic. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know anything about cyber stuff. You know, but I feel like if they're going to mess with us in a bad way, Zev, like you say, we're going to we're going to join forces with our allies and Russia's going to join forces with, I don't know, other Russians, I guess. Well, they have their allies, too. I mean, they certainly have China and Iran and whomever. But, yeah, I'd like to see those allies stand up with the United States right now and, and, you know, combat this uh, cyber threat. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what I can say. I do have a very and Greg knows because <laughs> Greg knows him. I do have someone that I can talk to, and I talk to about this in terms of a level of of signals and cyber. And um, said, you know, about Russia's capabilities and about our capabilities. And this was, albeit three years ago, I, I asked, you know, I asked Dunk. I'm like, and but are they really that? You know they can hack and what, but is it, is it really like how? Wouldn't it just be like a choice and decision and like we could just sort of shut them down? And he was like, I was like, how long would it take? Uh, afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is I thought that now it was comforting to me, and you know this is someone long retired, but it's about our strength and our capability, and you just have to have the leadership. You can't. If there's no leadership to, you know, to say yes, because that's a big move. It's a bi- they have the leadership in Russia, obviously, to just go attack, 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 right? And at will, right? We we consider a lot of other things before we're going to do something like that. But do we have the capability to turn somebody's lights off in a big way and fuck them up? Yeah, we do. Yes, Can we I- do. So. Can I say one thing? Since John sure. Le Carre died this week, and Greg knows oh, my grandfather yeah. was, an, was an NSA analyst his entire career yes. after World War II intelligence, and he would be horrified at, at these hacks and what went on. But to speak yeah. to your point, LB, um, he, he actually he said of John Le Carre, he said that was the guy who got it mostly right. You know, of all the yeah. espionage stuff, he's like he That's really. That's what I've heard. Right. Yeah, because he obviously he was intelligence. You know, the 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 right. man behind the books, but um. To your point, LB, one time I'd seen this Gene Hackman movie with Will Smith. I forget what it was called, but it all took place in D.C. and it was about espionage and technology and stuff. And I just watched it and I was at my grandfather's house the next day and I was like, you know, I saw this amazing movie last night and they had this technology where they could just zoom in from a satellite to a person walking down Fifth Avenue and ID them. 
And my grandfather, who never spoke about his career to his wife, to never. anybody, yeah. he looked at me and he goes, that's nothing. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It was the only thing he ever said about his career. I know. He spoke to me and he was like, that's nothing. And I That's was like, fantastic. oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, What wow. a good story. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys, it's like everyone can laugh all you want about having these really big guys in your family. And it's a gift to have them. But that's what it's like. They don't say anything ever, ever, ever. So when they do, it's like that. And you're like, ha! <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. interesting, just as I just yeah. closed that thought off a little bit about Biden and uh, and Putin, you know, I looked up this quote because I remember him saying this. So way back when uh, Mr. Biden was visiting Mr. Putin when he was the prime minister, he said, Mr. Prime Minister, I'm looking into your eyes because earlier on, President George W. Bush had said that he had seen Putin's soul. But Mr. Biden did not see Mr. Putin's soul. He says, I don't think you have a soul. Mr. Biden says he told Mr. Putin the Russian leader sounded something less than offended, replying also with a smile. We understand each other. So <laughs> very wryly agreeing that he does not have a soul either. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of guy that we're going to see, you know, the, the relationship we're going to see facing off against each other come January the 20th. And uh, this hack that has happened is certainly going to be uh, a, a reminder to the Biden administration that they need to do something quick and, uh, and quite serious with Putin. Because, you know, at this point in 2016, um, they had found out that the Russians were interfering in the Russian elections. And what Obama did was immediately uh, sent home a bunch of diplomats, from, from Russian diplomats from the United States, and also took away those strongholds that they had. So that was around this time in 2016. There was an immediate response to something that they had done. We've had nothing from the White House so far. Now, it would be interesting to see what's going to happen on January 20th, because I bet you will see a pretty uh, swift uh, response then. All of which is to bring me full circle to something else, which is it's Narrative's fourth birthday today, well, actually this week. Because four years ago, I published my first story on, uh, on Narrative, which was the Russia House. Where is it? Here it is. Um, and, you know, how Vladimir Putin's Kremlin wow. is pulling the levers of power in the next White House and why President-elect Donald J. Trump doesn't mind. And that's what started wow. all of that off. And then uh, we got to this podcast, which I'm thrilled to say is much more fun than writing long-form stories. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's, it's a lot of work, to, though. Uh, it is, but I get to do yeah, it with great people like you guys. So uh, thank you very much for being on the show this week. Just no. happy anniversary. Happy birthday, Zev. And, oh, and think have a great birthday. holiday. LB, Greg, great to see you guys. You too. Have Thank a you great too. holiday. You Everybody too. stay safe and we'll see you on the other side of this. To you Amen. too. Thanks, Noel. You too. Much love. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.